peace and light, y'all. You are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things regarding self-development and bettering your spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody who's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey, y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back. Damn, it feels good to be back for another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now, before we get started, you know I do not open or go forward with my shows without thanking you all for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears for about an hour or so once a week. And I really appreciate that. So, it's been a minute since we had an episode. Um, I actually took this retrograde to chill. As you guys know, I am planning a cross-country move in the next six weeks or so. And I wanted to make sure that I use the energy of that mercury in retrograde to really um, shake everything up (laughs) that I thought was planned. So we're rolling with a whole different plan now. And we are still out there. All systems are a go. You feel me? Shout out to everybody that has welcomed me without me getting there yet. (laughs) That's really great. I'm so excited. And when I get to L.A., we're going to do some things. Not even just L.A. We talking Dago. We talking the Bay. Uh, Shout out to Oakland. We will be everywhere in California um, I'm really excited. I definitely am going to be taking my first trip to Sedona very soon. I've been having my eyes on Sedona for a number of years. So I'm really happy to finally get out there. One of my elders is there too. So it'll be cool to catch up with him. Hopefully if he is not too busy healing and, you know, making organite energy, uh, pendants and pyramids and things of that nature. Um, he's really dope. Um, but We'll actually talk about that as well in terms of the whole healer thing because we did definitely have a poll on my Instagram at Spiritual Homegirl about a week or so. And I asked you guys, was it acceptable for healers to charge for services? And if they answered no, I asked, were they okay with the possibility of their favorite healer, um, whether it's online or offline, being in a state of potential poverty due to them being so for the people? They not for themselves. So we talked about that as well. But um, we'll get to that in just a moment as that is a main topic of this uh, this week's episode. Thank you to those who gave me advice. And um, well, it was not even advice. It was just more so feedback about these past couple of episodes with Inga Willis, the goddess of wisdom, and um, Delora Young, the mind sex mentor. I'm really glad you guys enjoyed those two episodes I felt like that was perfectly timed I don't really have a schedule for episodes so to speak it just kind of flows and ends up being right on time when we need it to be so um I thought that was great two women back to back different perspectives all with the intention of helping to uplift us and help inspire us with their stories and their words and their gifts so I was really thankful for that and um I honestly felt that those two episodes deserved another run as I um, kind of sat still and determined what I was going to do, because I was actually told not to record or create while I got this figured out. It was like, look, no, you need to let them two episodes rock. And I was guided to handle some other business, because usually I put the show above everything else. I put Spiritual Home Girl above everything else. And I was told this retrograde, that's not going to go down, and I needed to handle me. And that's also probably why you do not see me as much on social media, because I just didn't feel like being online. And that's okay. I think sometimes when you have um, a, a per, uh, how do I say this? A personable attitude on top of a public extension of who you are that's morphed into a brand, sometimes we feel like we have to constantly be um, online. And I'm just kind of like, nah. <laughs> so I definitely was taking my little breaks here and there whenever I felt called to. And when I feel like coming back, I came back. So this retrograde definitely did me some good, you know. So I hope it all did you guys some good, too. We're currently going through the shadow phase. If you watched or listened, I should say, to the retrograde reloaded episode that was out, I think, three months ago. Um, I definitely talked about retrograde and shadow period and how retrograde really isn't just those three weeks. It's actually the two weeks prior to um, retrograde when it stops and then um, when it actually goes back direct through the same degrees that Mercury was retrograde in. So, um, matter of fact, let me see what that episode number was. Let me just double check that. 
episode 53. So if you are curious about that episode for the future retrograde, which I think is coming up November 6th, I could be wrong on that desk, I remember. Um, but I think it is November. Um, definitely check that out. Um, again, episode 53. So did I do everything housekeeping? Oh, oh, I have no, no, no. Let's just catch up before I get into this episode. So, quiet as is kept, I study a lot of things that I don't necessarily share online or publicly because it ain't always about sharing what I'm doing. Um, sometimes I have different purposes as to why I decide to study things. Sometimes it's for personal development that nobody needs to know about. Sometimes it's to help my family and help myself. Sometimes it's to help my friends or help myself. Or, you know, like it's just, it's always. A reason, you know, that doesn't necessarily have to be for photo ops or for public sharing. And um, this was something I was really excited about because of the history of my journey and how important it is. It's always been for me. It's always been a constant. Right. And that means with all that being said, <laughs> I finally completed my meditation and mindfulness teacher certification and I'm really excited about that. And um, if you've listened to the first episode or episode 000 or triple zero, as I call it, it's who is spiritual homegirl. And I talk about how I, I found this little red old school like meditation book um, and yoga book from like the late 60s. And to this day, I still can't find it. And it hurts my feelings because I really wish I would have been able to get the title of that book and find it. So it just would have been a really cool full circle moment. To be able to have the book that really changed my life in terms of the power of meditation and the stillness of the mind that I had no idea about, um, which is dope. Because you think you realize like later on it's actually meditation. It can actually help you. It has benefits and and um, you can help other people. And I just didn't I didn't realize that one book was gonna set me on that journey where all these years later here I am and I'm finally able to actually teach people. So it really makes me happy. And I think that the timing of all of this, as well as the timing of my question about whether healers should charge for their services, I thought everything kind of came again at the right time. You can never rush things like this. You can never rush conversations when you're not ready to have them. You can't force the words when they're not there. So I didn't want to talk shit if I had no shit to talk. But over the past few months, I noticed that we kind of have to have the conversation. I don't know if any other podcasts have been doing these conversations. I know it's been a topic on Instagram repeatedly um, in terms of people trying to blast folks. I didn't see folks get called frauds because they charge people for services. And I'm like, you know, I understand there's a difference between ill intent out there in the world because in every industry, not even just spirituality, you're going to have your share of folks that's in it for the lick. You feel me? Like, they in it for the quick money. They know that people are looking for something to hold on to. And they take advantage of people's feelings and people's past experiences. And they cater to that. And they push their agenda to make money. I know that. That's everybody at some point. Some people do that shit not for money, but for energy. They'll constantly find somebody and they'll find them as their dumping ground. They'll constantly complain to them and constantly put things on them. So... There's always folks like that. It's kind of looking to come up off of people. Um, but people are, again, there's, there's, I think there is somewhat of a difference between being a real live ass scammer and actually setting boundaries that some people may not be happy with, you know? I mean, when it comes to healing, you think about like healing, right? And this episode is in no way, shape, or form shots fired. I really don't pay attention to a lot of people like that to even make it a shots fired because I really don't be knowing what the hell everybody be doing. But what I do know is spirituality is the wave. You feel me? This is the new shit popping. This is the the this is the this is the new thing. It's dope to be spiritual. It's dope to be quirky. It's dope to be mystical. Everybody that was dressed in a little funny back in the day because that was their traditional dress and they felt that that fit them in terms of them being a spirit being, that's that's cool now. You feel me? It's cool to get into shit that's associated with the occult, which is really just the unknown. You know, they always try to make it all dark and scary and shit sounding. So with that being said, with all trends, you got to kind of sift through the bullshit to figure out what it's about, right? And um, I don't want to compare it to religion, but... 
the same way I have said that, I don't even know what episode I said that in, probably the first three. That was almost two years ago. But the same way people have come to religion to find something to hold on to, people come to spirituality for the same thing. And sometimes it's to find something new to hold on to or it's to find, <laughs> it's to find that thing to let go to put you on the path to find what works for you and whether that's worth possibly attaching to or not to attach at all. So people go to this, you know, we have these purposes and these reasons for going to things, right? And as in every field, there are some people who are qualified to help you along the journey. And um, there's many names that come to it. Um, Teacher, coach, consultant, partner, um, strategist. I'm trying to think of any other names oracles uh goddesses empresses spiritual home girls yeah i told you i'm not above any of the shit i say but i fit into that category so i'd be a damn fool not to call myself in the name of people in this in this in this um this industry essentially it is an industry it's unfortunate but i'll get to that in just a moment but um but like I was saying, this is the industry that we're in, and it's a trend, it's the wave, and some folks may want to hit a lick, and I can understand why, you know, Shadow could understand it on some shit like, oh, well, you know, let me come in here, but, you know, we already kind of know that you do bullshit on some bullshit, you're going to get some bullshit. So I don't really worry too much about that aspect, but when it comes to trendy things, we like to get caught up in the look of it the sensory aspect versus how we really are able to apply this to our lives because if you look at spirituality let's go through a quick explore matter of fact y'all get out your phone if you're not driving and if you're on the phone listening on this app keep listening but check out instagram go to your instagram right now and when you go to instagram go to the search page and when you go to the search page Type in spiritual or spirituality. And let's see. Let's see what it says. You'll see about 7 million posts. And you'll see very pretty, aesthetically pleasing things of baths and foods and crystals and monuments and dope-ass quotes and um dress and yoga poses and people with their eyes closed and shit like that and and I get it right I get it nature and shit and I've taken pictures like that before but I'm saying that sometimes people can get caught up in the the image of what this is versus the meat and potatoes and I'm a vegan so I guess we'll say uh faux meat and potatoes beyond meat and potatoes <laughs> of what this is and it's not always so goddamn pretty it's hard sometimes you wake up and you're in tears and you don't know why the fuck you're in tears sometimes you sit and you realize you have to literally cut loose people you've known your whole life people you might be bonded to by blood and love or you might realize that some of the things you were taught that you knew was gonna work out for the next 40 fucking years ain't gonna work and that shit hurts because you don't know what else to do. Because you realize you were programmed this whole time. That's a whole realization. You wake up and you realize your whole life was because of somebody else's influence. And somebody else's opinion of what you should be doing with your life. That's hard. That's trill and that's hard to deal with. When you realize that not only do you have to release this shit. You got to figure out what it is that actually works for you. Some people have it a little bit harder. Some folks may wake up and not know their purpose for living. Some people in the process lose their will to live. Trying to figure this shit out. So spirituality is not, I kind of, I dig it being a trend, I guess, because it kind of leads people to kind of question things and maybe be able to empower themselves to, you know, figure out if there is something that needs fixing in themselves that can do it. But it also leads to a lot of um, style but no substance. Now, again, it's not a shot's fire, but substance is also subjective because, again, everybody ain't for everybody. There's not going to be one person that's universally liked by the masses or a bunch of damn people on Instagram or whatever it is, you know? So this is where 
everybody kind of breaks off into their tribes in terms of their approach, in terms of how they come off to people, in terms of how they treat people, you know, what what resonates essentially. And that's kind of how people start finding people online or even offline. So with all of that being said, we're scrolling online. We have an issue we may need fixing or we may have a question that may require somebody who's kind of been there longer than we have and may have the qualifications necessary to be able to assist. And I call those people healers. And again, this could be teachers, coaches, consultants, whatever. They're healers. And I know sometimes every time I say this shit, I always ruffle feathers and I don't care because it got to be said. Everybody's a healer. Yes, even you. You may be in denial about it, but you are. You want to know why I feel this way? It's because I feel like everybody is gifted with a gift to gift the world with. This is some of the shit I say when I say like everything's connected and things like that. That's that's the one statement that kind of fits what I'm on. Everybody got something to give. Everybody is put on earth to serve the world or our fellow spirit beings in some way, shape, or form with this gift. If you want to be now about, about your shit and you ain't find it this lifetime, you maybe find it next lifetime, then cool. But it's here for you this lifetime if you want it, you know? If you want to go ahead and find that, cultivate that, invest in that, help with that, then beautiful. But it's there. And there are some people who may have figured out their gifts and they're able to hone those things and invest those things and they're able to assist, Right? And you may notice that on social media and just the internet in general, a lot of shit is free. Free 99, you feel me, for the free ski. Free, real free, hella free. Now, technically, it really ain't free because, I mean, unless you're at the library, you know, you really paying a a monthly bill. You ain't paying up front just to get access to it. And even then, you know, taxes, taxpayers' dollars and shit, that pays for libraries. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But... (laughs) Those people, they're there for assisting and a lot of things that people put on their page. Sometimes they just want to share knowledge. And that's kind of what the Internet is about. I mean, it's a big-ass info superhighway. You know, that's the old school. So I remember the information superhighway. You can find anything on the Internet, and that's very true. And um, you can also find people that might be able to assist you while on the journey. So... You find somebody, and you're able to be able to see their page, and you realize that they're knowledgeable. They talk about the moons every two weeks, even though the moon is really 28 days. Either way it goes, it has something you're looking for. Zodiacs, astrology, what to burn to clear energy, reset energy, how to read moon phases, um, what colors to wear that day. What is a thing that is known in in cultures that are native to you or to other cultures? What spiritual practice that is? How that is practiced based on how they choose to show you? It's a plethora of, of awesome varieties and options that people have to be able to get some kind of clarity that they may not have had beforehand in terms of what being... Um, aware i'm not gonna say quote unquote spiritual because i feel like again that's that's subjective because my version is going to always be bettering yourself to better the world around you but in terms of being aware what that journey looks like so people can kind of hopefully build their own journeys but i notice sometimes when people are used to seeing others give things for free for some not all because at the end of the day I have a gift that I have with the world, but at the same time, I'm not above receiving assistance or help or gifts from other people who are qualified as well. So I'm speaking from both aspects here. So it's not that I'm picking a side, so to speak. But when you're used to people doing things for free, we tend to get comfortable and begin to expect and feel entitled that that person should be giving things for free. Now, personally, this has not happened to me. Because, again, I've been in business situations before and I, I kind of have a different mindset when it comes to the offering of services and goods and products as well. So I'm a little bit different. But for some, I've literally seen um, people that I follow, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like 
again, like my friends, I have friends of mine that are gifted and they will be told, hey, I thought this page was about this. It's not about this. Um, you know, I tried to hit you up for advice. You don't want to give me advice, so I'm going to unfollow you. And it's kind of like, okay. Now, granted, I've never understood why people feel the need to write Dear John letters or goodbye letters because I feel like, shit, don't give it no more energy. You know, I'm not, you know, y'all know, energy is the most expensive thing we have on this earth. That's my philosophy, and I'm not going to waste no energy trying to tell you why I cut you loose. I don't have it in me. I got other things to put my energy towards, better things. But I've had a couple of my friends receive these letters over the years, over the years. And we're not even talking like just on Instagram. We're talking emails, things like that. So I've seen these examples before. And then most recently, I saw the one I just told you about on Instagram of one of my girls. And I was like, yo, like, are, do people really expect that healers should be giving time and energy away for free? So I asked y'all, because again, I mind my business unless it's my unless they my girls. I really mind my business on these internet streets. You hear me? Now, granted, I see sometimes I see a little bit of my influence in different places, and that's okay, you know, until it gets a little too far. But that's another story. Um, I definitely did a lot about that still in the social media age, and I might do an episode about that too. But for the most part, and that's usually brought to my attention. That's not even nothing I end up finding. It's usually people being like, "Hey, do you know this person?" I'm like, "No," <laughs> but. <laughs> But usually, you know what I'm saying, like, I think the entitlement comes from being so accessible. Like, like I said, like, I mind my business and I'm really busy with the tribe that I do have. If it's not tribe letter on Mondays or, you know, something like that or a private consultation or or something of that nature, I really don't have time to really kind of be out there in the internet streets scrolling and strolling. But I noticed that the entitlement of people being so readily accessible, being so readily, uh, readily able to answer DMS, answer comments. I think sometimes that gives us the illusion that folks are here 24 seven for people. And this is going to sound fucked up and it's not going to sound super duper, um, what y'all might be looking for in terms of a, hi, my name is so-and-so and it's positive vibes only. Nope. I'm a very big proponent champion of the shadow self as well as the light. And I'm definitely not into projecting one aspect of what a journey is because we already know journeys have peaks and valleys and there's different moods and there's different times that are going to reflect that. And there's different statements and different beliefs that will reflect the reality of certain situations that we may not be able to see. So with that being said, all healers are not there to be accessible on demand. Not for you and not for me. And when we begin to think that, that is the first breakdown in communication between people that we may love or respect or may want some kind of service from. And I think approach, again, with this being social media age, is a big uh it's a make or break almost as to whether that kind of conversation even happens. Um, again, like I told you with my girl getting, or my girls over the years getting messages saying, Hey, um, I thought you'd be able to do this for this amount or for free. Now you can't do it for this amount. I don't understand why you're charging me for this amount. I don't think that's fair. If you're supposed to be doing spiritual work, you need to be coming from a place of spirit and not monetary gain. I've seen that before. And I was like, wow, uh, we must have forgot that all this shit is an energy exchange. You feel me? It's not give, 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 because I'm here to give my gifts. It's I'm here to help people at the same time. They're also a vessel just like you. They also can be a cup that's full just like you. And when you constantly give, 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 pour a little in each cup, next thing you know, you have 10, 12 cups that have full liquid or full water and you're empty. Is anybody going to pour back into you in some way, shape, or form? I believe there's different ways to give back. I think the energy exchange may not always be money. It could be services. It could be bartering. It could be energy. It could be, hey, 
I do this, you do this. Or, hey, if I'm here, then maybe you should, you know, and down the line, if I need an ear, just tell me you'll be there. Something like that, you know? And I love the four agreements um, and, and things of that nature because I realize that sometimes we'll twist it to make it fit our agenda. So we'll say, oh, reciprocity, you shouldn't expect reciprocity. You should do things out of the kindness of your heart and not expect anything back. But then we'll tell a person who um, is charging for a service that we want them to do for free, why can't you do that for me for free? You're supposed to be doing it out of the kindness of your heart. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be in a position to expect anything back. But again, energy exchanges. It has to be something for another. It's not a fair exchange. So I've decided, again, because I do both free and paid offers, right? I never really thought about how that would affect me until you said, or you. (laughs) Sorry, I got my best friend over here. But, um, (laughs) oh, man, it's killed my train of thought. Oh, so I never thought about how it would affect me because I didn't even think about anybody uh, trying me like that, to be honest. Um, I, it just never crossed my mind. I think the reason why is because I figured I do a lot of shit for free. A lot. You hear me? I do a lot. This episode is probably, what, episode 69? We not even counting the 10 mini episodes I did within the past year that are lost, nowhere to be found again, um, that I have to help people as well. There were probably like five mini episodes, real short episodes, um, as well as like, you know, spilling some of my own tea about what was going on in my life at the time and how that could be hopefully used to help somebody else maybe get through something or apply something or just take a lesson from it, even if they couldn't relate to it, you know. So that's basically, yeah, let's think about it. One hour an episode-ish. I know I had some longer ones in there. Interviews are always over an hour. Let's just make it around 85, 90 hours of content. If we include Instagram too. Shoot, let's make that a hundred then. We count on Instagram. So we count Instagram posts as well. That's about a hundred hours of content. Throw in a YouTube. That's probably another, think about it, maybe 10 hours. That's 110 hours of content for free. Um, not to mention the uh, medicine cards I used to do. That usually would take me half an hour to put out. That And I've done that numerous times. So let's just round it to like 150 hours of free content. And... I just never, again, I, again, I just never thought about it. I said, okay, well, that's a lot of content. I don't think anybody would try to ask or, or try to, you know, take advantage until I check my DMs. Let me take a sip of this tea real quick. That's how I've been flex is because I've been talking a lot and, you know, sometimes I get a little parched. But I have somebody and I'm not calling anybody out. So please do not take it this way. I had somebody that was going through something in my DMs. And this is before I was discerning with my DMs. I used to be able to answer everybody. I can't answer everybody anymore or else I'll get really overwhelmed and I'll literally leave that shit on scene and I won't come back to it only because it's so many other DMs to answer. I have life off the app to do. And honestly, I don't really like being on social media a lot because I have things to do. Um, and now I've reduced my social media time to no more than an hour, hour and a half tops a day. So it really makes me have to prioritize what I can answer, what I can't answer. And we're talking about not only DMs from people from spiritual hunger, we're talking about family members as well. So I was like, ah, damn, okay. But when I was in a more, um, when I was in a, a more, how do I say it? When I wasn't as busy, I guess, um, sometimes I would do free car readings for people. You know, I'm the home girl. I like to be there for people and shit, you know, because that's what I am. And I believe in being there for people. But I realized I had to draw a real, real thick line in the sand. We're talking like thick. Like thick. I'm from Atlanta, thick. Girl, you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal, thick. <laughs> if y'all know that reference from Lock Up, that, that still makes me laugh to this day. Girl, you think it's in a bowl of oatmeal? Ooh, terrible pickup line. Anyway, but I had to draw a line and say and let people know, like, hey, I did this out of the kindness of my heart. I don't do this as your on-demand reader. 
And that happened when I did a reading for somebody and it was a conversation going on and I was guided by spirit to do it. I said, oh, you know what? This person may need some clarity from me. I don't mind giving that to them. They going through it right now. It's nothing. It's cool. And I did it. Then I followed up with them because, again, I really do be giving a fuck. If I help you, I'm clearly going to follow up with you at some point to make sure you're okay. But um, I said, hey, you good? They said, yeah, um, I'm just not sure about another thing. Do you mind pulling another card? And, again, at that point, my spidey sense went off like, eh, I said no. You know, again, they were going through it. So I pulled another card. And next thing I know, I've given an hour and a five minutes of my time to do it. And I was late for some things, but I felt like I was being called to help and I'm fulfilling my responsibility and fulfilling the mission that I'm here to do. Time goes by. I follow up with them. They okay. They don't hit me up at all. I don't really see them on social media much. Not to say they haven't seen anything I've done on social media, but all the likes and all the stuff like that, you know, they're gone. Not that I need it, but I'm just saying they're noticeably absent from what they were on beforehand just really active and really engaging and then they kind of disappear i said okay cool shit no uh no love loss on my end i helped somebody and i'm at peace with that and i can sleep at night on that so i'm cool it's you four months later somebody says quick i need a card right now same person quick i need a card right now and i'm like okay now at this point I had already started, honestly, when I started helping that person, I had already started charging. But again, I, just being kind, I didn't discuss that because that wasn't the intention. So at this point, people are booking time with me for cards. And they said, quick, I need a card. I said, well, if you like to book time, um, we can definitely do that. And they disappeared. I said, okay, cool, whatever, that's fine. A couple of days later, hey, I really need that card. I said, okay, cool, you can book time with me. And I gave them my prices and it disappeared. And I have not heard from that person since. And I'm pretty sure I'm blocked by now. And I'm not like tripping at all because I realize that that type of person is a person that wants to take advantage of the gift and of healers. And those are the kind of people that might answer on my poll, yeah, they should be for the people. And yeah, they should be able to live a life of poverty because when people expect healers to be for them on demand without any care, consideration or concern as to whether they have life going on outside of an app or outside of other people. It just shows that the intention is not about the process. It's about them and them only. And I understand that when it comes to healing, the person that needs the assistance is the priority. But at the same time, it shouldn't be at the expense of a burnout of another healer who is trying to help, but it's only being sucked dry and that's where I have the issue I believe that at some point you do have to draw the line and set boundaries to avoid being taken advantage of because people forget like I said going all the way back to the individual um, beginning of this topic about how spirituality is a trend and spirituality comes off very sexy and very sensual and um and, and very pretty aesthetically pleasing it comes off that and people forget this shit is not a fucking game. Spirituality, dealing with energy is dangerous work. It is dangerous. People forget when you're a person that is in the line of, of this kind of work, again, that's, which can be damn near anybody if you hone the gift. But once you recognize it and you begin to be of service, whether free or paid, to deal with constant energy over and over will fuck you up if you don't take proper breaks and if you don't do the proper uh, smudging or cleansing or, um, or purifying afterwards to avoid anybody else's energy or demons or what have you getting onto you. It's an energy exchange. Whether people want to um, pay for it or not, it's still an exchange. Somebody's still getting something at the cost of something. And I feel like certain, like, you know, like healers, if they, if they want to set the boundaries to avoid, you know, to protect themselves, number one, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, I do believe delivery and approach is very key on both ends to get that point across. But do I personally see anything wrong with healers charging? Absolutely not. Not at all. That's the difference between hitting licks in the name of spirituality and trying to break folks 
and then you know run off and shit you know that's the difference i because i i kind of feel ooh, how do i say it i feel like you should be paid what you worth for sure because i definitely my rates reflect what i believe i'm worth and what i've my time and my investment and things like that and i feel like healers should be able to do the same they should be able to to be able to put a price if they want if they want on the knowledge and the money or whatever it is that they invested the energy is the most expensive thing really but the the knowledge that they put in to their own journey i feel like that shouldn't be something that should just be easy on let me pick your brain on something again because that's energy so I don't knock them, um, but again, it goes back to the whole lick thing. I just don't like the whole hit a lick aspect. And it's not really a lot of people trying to hit licks. It's not. Again, I try my best to mind my business out the goddamn way because I have my own lane I like to stay in it. And um, I haven't seen too many on my radar in terms of, like, people that I follow and things like that. I haven't seen much of that. But, um, but in terms of how I operate, I decided when I did – have a gift I said well what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna create balance because I, I like to strive for balance as much as I can I ain't say perfection I said balance and I decided that if I ever wanted to get to the point where I would charge this is after doing a certain amount whichever one I decide to um, a certain amount of hours by the way of free or community service type of service with respect to that gift and after I satisfied that then I would charge people and I would still continue to do community service, free work with that gift as I continue to charge people as well as if spirit guided me to do pro bono work as well. Like I still, matter of fact, I think last week I was feeling it. I was in a good ass mood. I said, hey man, who need help today? <laughs> I said, the first person to respond to my story will get a, a free one card reading to meditate on at the end of the night and that person responded and she really got a lot out of it and it felt good why because i was guided to that was cool you know that was a cool energy exchange i wanted to give some good energy to somebody i wasn't in a situation where i needed to recharge or rest or avoid burnout it felt good you know energetically i was in a good place to give so that was not a problem but that i'm not gonna lie it's, it's a lot of things that don't surprise me in this day and age but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't surprised at um, some people that did say that they would not have any problem with a healer living in potential poverty for the sake of helping other people. And I think I had such an issue with that. And it wasn't like it made me mad. But it was kind of like, damn, that's wild. That's wild. Like, people think that? But I realized it goes back to how I felt when I left the church. And not when I left the church, but um, I don't know if I mentioned this. I think I mentioned this in the episode with Brandon. Brandon McFarland, producer extraordinaire. The reason why you guys hear these episodes as polished as they are. Thank you, Brandon. But he was episode, let me go back. Was that 60? God, I had a lot of episodes. 64? Yeah, episode 64. An issue I had with, quote unquote, the Christian church, because as if you listen to the episode, you'll see that we pretty much um, debunked that in the whole pseudo-Christian, faux-Christian movement that's out here perpetuating an agenda of hate. That's another, again, 64, episode 64 if you want to listen. But um, we talked about how, as a child, as a teenager, I would go to church and I would see people go back to their hoopties and, and they busted out cars and they would be riding through the parking lot, and then we see the police escort or a policeman stop traffic, because usually policemen govern traffic afterwards to avoid traffic jams and make sure everybody gets out smoothly. But you'll see the policeman stop you in the parking lot. All the cars are held up, and then you see a nice Rolls Royce or a nice Bentley or a beautiful drop-top Lexus or, you know, a BMW truck, you know, fucking S550. You see all this shit, you know, and it's just like, damn, all these people that are, in poverty or potentially poverty or at least in car poverty in this situation because they car wasn't hitting on nothing they're struggling car might not be able to make it to monday and they make it out here only to give something to somebody that doesn't necessarily understand what they had to give in order to get whatever that was so i'm saying all that to say it's the the whole seemingly uneven energy exchange 
So for the healer's aspect, it kind of bothered me that people would really be cool with getting advice and getting help to better their own life and possibly be walking out in a situation that could be better than the healer's life that might be able to get their lights. Their lights might be getting cut off when they leave, you know? They might their house might be getting repossessed. Their car might be getting taken. Or um they might have some medical bills that might be paying. Like you just never know. So it's kinda it just kinda showed to me, and I try my best not to judge, but it's kinda hard to ignore that anybody that would answer that would basically say, Fuck your needs because my needs are more important. That's how I kinda looked at it. And it's kinda how it is. And that's kinda how some people think. And that's why the boundaries have to be set. And that's why the protection has to be um, that defense got to be strong. Um, because again, all this energy, vulture, vampire, that shit real. We are dealing with spiritual shit. We're dealing with energy, a lot of energy. And, um, some people know that they know that folks got good vibes and good energy and juju and all that other shit. And they want to jump on that. And they want to take it for themselves. I just moved this. Sorry, I just moved my recorder. I don't know if you guys heard that. Sorry. But but yeah, so it's like you have to you have to protect yourself and you do have to set those boundaries in order to avoid um burning out. Burnout is not cool. Burnout will I've seen cases where burnout will leave folks resentful and everybody ends up being viewed a vulture or a leech, even if they don't mean to be. Folks is just paranoid because they've been so dry that they feel the need now to overprotect and be defensive versus um discern if that makes sense i feel like you do have to discern the same way we have to discern who we let put hands on us and talk to us and speak over us and things like that hills gotta do the same too they gotta discern who they fucking with because again everything ain't for everybody so but that was my take on whether healers should charge. Yes, but I do believe in balance. I do believe there should be a balance between community service work uh, and pro bono work, if guided by spirit. And also, when it comes to pro bono work, I don't think that's something that necessarily has to be advertised. And I think, and I guess this is another topic I wanted to kind of touch on. I feel like you either lose or you lose when it comes to sharing your love or passion for community service. I love community service for the record. Like, I've been about community service. If you check the interview with my mama, um, let me see. What episode was that? Yeah, Mama Homegirl. I talked to her. That was episode 59. My mama and, and my dad, they were really big on community service work. So ever since me and my siblings we were young, we were always at some kind of community event to help other people well my parents were but you know we would be there obviously because you know we're the children and we have to be there so I got a real strong sense of service early as well as my grandmother my grandmother is like the neighborhood granny everybody know her I got cousins that I ain't related to I got probably about 50 60 other cousins that are neighborhood cousins because of my grandmama you know what I'm saying because of how she loves them they come over they eat you know what I'm saying they kick it so I understand the importance of community building community presence as well as being of service to your community in other communities so i i don't I, I i don't how do i say this i don't like the service shaming that i see sometimes and usually i really don't give a fuck and have an opinion but i just don't understand how do I say this? Have we come to a point in society to where we automatically think that somebody is doing shit for the wrong reasons versus the right reasons? Like if somebody posts, now I do have a problem with posting people's, uh, like homeless people who may not um, want to be filmed or taped or children unless it's with permission. Cause sometimes some community programs don't mind taking pictures and things like that, or their parents most importantly don't mind you taking pictures excuse me, but I just, I don't like that aspect because I feel like, I, you know, give people permission to be able to be posted on a billion person internet, you know, <laughs> but it's like to the point where if somebody does decide to do something, it's, oh, why are you flexing, why are you capping and all this other shit, and it's just like, damn, like, here's somebody, you, I mean, there's so many different ways to view talking about community service work, like, you could literally want to do something, 
and you might be bullshitting on it because you're too busy or you're procrastinating or you may not feel like you have enough people, but then you may see somebody in your or on your timeline or on Facebook or something that was shared of somebody that was a one-man crusade, crusade or one-woman crusade and they were able to do something because they just wanted to do it. That might be a good positive example of saying, yo, I don't need to go on my excuses. I can do this by myself. And then they may be able to volunteer or go do whatever they want to do or start their own initiative, what have you. So I think sometimes sometimes that shit comes out of projection because, you know, sometimes folks, it's a weird thing we live in with this whole projection piece because you literally will be minding your business and not talking to folks and then people think you're talking about them and then they'll respond as if you were talking to them. And it's like, I didn't say shit to you. I don't know you like I've I've had that happen a few times on on my own page it's like I've respectfully again because I, I do believe in respect I have to respectfully tell them like look like don't bring the projections here you feel me like that I didn't say nothing about you I don't know you like that's that's not necessary here but I think sometimes when people see that it kind of triggers that voice in them that says you're not doing enough for the community or you're not you're not serving like you should or, or, you know, like I think sometimes that leads people to respond negatively because sometimes it might arouse something in them that they may feel they're not doing enough. Not all of them and not all intentions of posting service work are pure, but those are things that we deal with. So that's another topic I want to talk on. So what do we cover? We covered my move to California. We covered whether healers should charge for services. We covered community service work. And why we shouldn't feel shame to do it. I feel like this. Post your work if you want to. I do it every now and then. Not really. Um, I mean, again, I've been doing it so long. It's kind of just like, all right, it's business as usual. But um, the only thing I think I may have posted recently was the Blossoming Brown Girls event in February. Because that was an event. Um, that's We just not going to not promote that. You know, shout out to Ivana. And um, the other thing I did while I was in L.A., me and my girl Dion, episode 14 guest, shout out to Dion. We did a shift at the HIV shelter for, um, what is it called? Aid L.A.? I don't want to say the wrong um, title of the, the AIDS Foundation out there. But it was a HIV shelter in North Hollywood, and we packed groceries for a few hours for those living in the shelter so that they can have toiletries and food to eat. And that was amazing. And as much as I wanted to post about it and do a meetup for it, possibly, so people could come and serve with me, and as much as I thought about doing it in Atlanta, hey, come serve with me and do blah, 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 I feel like sometimes, you know, if it's to me, if it's not on me to share, it's only to share. So that's why y'all probably may have saw that boomerang of me leaving afterwards. <laughs> you know, like some things, I, I get it. Some things don't have to be shared, but it's almost like just because you're not sharing yours, don't shame somebody for sharing theirs. So that's another topic. What else is on my heart that I want to talk about? <sighs> Do I want to talk about this right now? I think I do. I feel good. My gut says yes. My heart says yes. My spirit says yes. So I'm going to roll with it. I'm realizing at this stage in life, reciprocity is becoming a requirement, if not a non-negotiable. And when I say non-negotiable, I'm talking about it's a difference, like I said earlier, between doing things out of the kindness of your heart. It's a complete difference from doing things solely, solely, solely to expect something back. It's a big-ass difference. But what I'm realizing with this reciprocity piece is that I am not in the business or market for no bullshit. When it comes to the people I connect with all the way through, I don't care if it's business I don't care if it's associates. I don't care if it's friendships. I don't want no half-ass shit around me. And if I get some half-ass shit around me, I'm cutting it loose. Because I know what I deserve. And I know what I bring to the table. And I know what kind of energy I put into those that I love. I pour the fuck into anybody that I love and care about. Because that's what people, that's what real ones do. And I realized that 
everybody don't think like that. Just like we can talk about healers giving away services for free. Sometimes people don't rip, they don't reciprocate connections and friendships like that either. It's a take, take all across the board. And what I don't do is phony. Um, I feel like the phone goes both ways. And um, I'm not really into petty shit like, oh, you don't call me, but you don't call me either. Or, oh, I'm going to support you and do all this other shit. But then when I'm there, need some kind of support, you're not there. I can't fuck with that. Again, if I support you out of the kindness of my heart and I support you and I go to something you got going on, cool. But if you're just half-assing because you don't give a fuck about what I got going on and you don't want to show up, that means that there's clearly not a reciprocal bond between two people that may constitute what a friendship is. Because last I checked, friendship ain't half-ass. Supporting is not half-ass on that level. If you love someone, care about somebody, the support is not half-ass. So... I guess I'm saying that's a differentiate between the whole expectation. And even then, people say, oh, well, you shouldn't expect your love to support you. And I'm starting to realize bullshit. I shouldn't expect them to support all the time. But if there's something that I'm doing that I'm constantly supporting and I think I have a reciprocal bond with this person, them actions got to show up, dog. They do. They have to show up. Because if they don't, I won't show up. And this will be a, it'll be a one-sided ass friendship. It'd be the only, you'd be the only motherfucker in that bond. And I'm realizing that now. And I know that takes some mastery as I believe self-mastery is not no six-month game. It's not a year game. It's not a two-year game. It's a lifelong game. We're all on a journey of self-mastery. And we will be forever students of life and of that school of thought of self-mastery if you want to do that. But at this stage, I realize I'm not finna just be pouring into motherfuckers just to be pouring. I'm not. I feel like, again... If we really got a bond and we really rocking with each other, it has to be a situation where we both are able to add value to each other's lives. Why the fuck do I have you around if you don't add value to my life? If you ain't adding, baby, you taking. And you got to go if that's the case. We not, we not selling for this shit. It's 2018. It's too many of us that have parasites in our bodies from eating like shit. Parasites is on us as hosts. Why the hell do you need parasites of an energetic kind? Why? Why do we host ourselves for it? Why do we make ourselves hosts for this shit? For the sake of being spiritual, righteous, enlightened? Fuck that. I'm in a situation where I'm not putting, or a stage of life I should say, where I'm not finna see and put myself through nothing if I don't have to. It's as simple as calling my energy back to me and moving the fuck on and not holding no hate in my heart. Why should we subject ourselves to pain and suffering by our own hand, by allowing certain stuff to go down, by not setting boundaries, by not having conversations about what friendships are, by not being able to be able to say, hey, I don't know if this relationship or this friendship or this bond is reciprocal. Because honestly, if you say that and a person promises to do better and they don't, they lie to you, dog, for whatever reason. Either they don't want to or they not ready to. It's one or the other. And I think sometimes when we be on this journey to be compassionate, we forget that shit sometimes. And we give a lot of passes when we don't need to give no passes. At some point, you got to draw the line and let people know, yo, I do not have to accept this. I can still love you. I can still have positive energy for you in terms of not having no beef with you. But I ain't got to put up with this shit. (laughs) I'm out, you know? So I just wanted to talk about that too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like really fuck with those that fuck with you, dog. Really. And if you decide to move on, don't feel guilty. You got to do what's best for you. If you get a lesson out of it, Mary J. Blige dance on out of there. You know, hit the little two-step and put your leg up and squat one time. Diddy bop your ass away. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So, but yeah, those are the things that are on my heart as of, um, as of late. Is there anything else that's going on? I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys. Before I bounce out, I am going to be doing a couple of things. And if I mentioned it in the first episode, then I guess we're just going to hear it twice. Because I'd rather say it twice than not say it at all. 
I am going to be at Twerk Fest and the Veggie Connection. Those are two definite events that I'm going to do, as well as two meetups. I'm going to do two meetups as well. And um, reminder, reminder, the Veggie Connection is on Saturday, August 25th, uh, 10 to 4. That is at the Smyrna Community Center over in Smyrna, Georgia. You can go to theveggieconnection.com for your tickets. I'll be speaking at about 3, 3 o'clock in the afternoon about, you know, my vegan journey. Very short talk about, you know, tips that I've learned along the way and things of that nature. Um, I will be having my cards there as well. I might do like $5 cards. Usually I do not do $5 cards, but it depends. If folks want it, I'll do it. And what else is going on? Twerk Fest, like I said, September 15th. I'm super excited about that. I got my outfit and everything. I love Cosmic Energy Fitness Studio. Shout out to Patrice and everybody up there. Um, She's really doing a great thing in terms of um, not only being a black woman-owned business, but she has a variety of different cultural ethnic classes that combine culture with dance and fitness, and it's amazing. I realize the level of, of uh, or the, the variety of different types of classes are amazing. You got Afro beats on one day. You got Afro beats for kids. You have the trail mix, which is, you know, like warrior, like ancestral type dancing with, you know, with sticks and it's just like, it's dope. And you have like, you know, the hip hop class with my girl, Tiffany, shout out to Tiffany Scott, choreographer extraordinaire, you know what I'm saying? Not to say that cause that's my girl, but that's my, that's my partner then. But, um, you know, you have different things such as that. Um, there's Kizomba, K-I-Z-O-M-B-A. Like they have so many different things that they do. And um, ballroom dances and master classes, trap Pilates. They have so many different varieties. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one of my last hurrahs at Twerk Fest because, you know, <laughs> it's good fitness. <laughs> and, you know, Atlanta is kind of like known for twerking. And I wanted to support Patrice in the studio. So I'll definitely be there again at um, Cosmic Energy Fitness Studio, September 15th. It's at 7 p.m. and they have cocktails. So if you can't dance and you want to take a little drink and drink to loosen up, don't take too much because you're going to be sweating. But you can definitely, you know, have a nice little cocktail, a nice girls' night out, and come kick it with me. Twerk a little bit. <laughs> you know, on a Saturday night, go up on a Saturday. So, um, and I definitely want to, again, do events with Dry for Miniature Yogi, a strength training workshop in the park. Bring your family, your kids. The whole nine. And then I also want to do some meditation workshops before I bounce. I'm already doing them, to be honest. I just ain't been telling y'all. I don't like to do everything publicly. Like I've always said, there's a lot of things I study. And there's a lot of things that I keep offline because I don't really feel like it's necessary to share everything. And I also have different reasons for why I say sometimes it's solely for personal development. Sometimes it's to assist my loved ones as well. Um, I don't, like I said, spiritual homegirl is not no persona. Like this is is it just a public extension of who I am? Like I really am about um, helping people. So I've already kind of been doing meditation um, sessions and things like that. If you signed up for Tribe Letter, you'll be in the meditation session this Monday. For those who have not signed up for Tribe Letter, you can do so at spiritualhomegirl.com or you can go to my Facebook. I think it's at the bottom of my Facebook, which is Spiritual Homegirl. Or you can go to my Instagram at Spiritual Homegirl and you'll see a link that says sign up for my mailing list. You can sign up. Tribe Letters go out every Monday. It used to be uh Friday, but I switched it to Monday. I'd rather start the week than end it with y'all. So they go out eleven AM Pacific and two PM Eastern within that hour. And I basically curate a more personal experience for those who sign up for the letter. And the reason why I do that is because um anybody that jumps off of a one stop shop of an app like an Instagram where you literally can video call, you can message, you can watch TV, you can do damn near anything. If anybody wants to jump off of that app and really sign up for something like a letter afterwards, that shows they really would like to interact and who am I to not be able to um or not want to cater to that. Like I like like I said fuck with those who fuck with you. I'm like, oh, y'all fucking me off of here? Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to do something special for y'all because y'all do that. And I appreciate that out of gratitude, you know? So out of gratitude for those who signed up for Tribe Letter and have supported me, I decided to do a free meditation for them. And that'll be on Monday. So if you want to jump in, um, sign up between now and Monday, and you'll get the invite to the room um, so we can do this. 
And is there anything else that's going on? Oh, my YouTube, Spiritual Homegirl. I do a plant-based tutorial every Tuesday. This week's tutorial is watermelon or double mint um, berry salad. I did that with a little bit of cayenne and basil. It's very quick once you get the pre-prep out of the way with the fruits. So if you have some fruit left over and you got some herbs, you might be able to make a shake. And is there anything else that's going on? Oh, yeah, upcoming episodes. I do have a interview. We're trying to work on the final, final details with the Mexican witch. I'm really excited. I like what she stands for. I like her authenticity. And I love her passion for helping. And I really like those kinds of people. And that's why you see those common threads of any guests that I have um, on the show. So I can't wait to get her on so we can talk about her journey and the brujas. Shout out to the brujas out there. Um, and is there anything else that's on me right now that I, I really would like to say? No, I think we're good. I think it's all good. All right, so bet. Till next week, this has been another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. <laughs>